0: hi i'm charlotte and i'm grace welcome to triumph the podcast where we chat about all things swim bike run in the lead up to our first Ironman, man whether you're a triathlon newbie old timer or you simply enjoy listening to the trials and tribulations
1: of two aspiring Ironwomen, women we bring you all the oomph you never knew you needed
0: wow, do it to an hour so that it's easier to start off the recording with a little bit of passive-aggressive timekeeping, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> just waffle a little bit less so that my editing isn't quite so
1: Just thought, if I have that in mind... Yeah, uh, it's
0: just okay. that you've out all my waffle, yours all stays in.
1: <laughs> hello. Hi. Have you been watching the... Olymp- no, I've been at work. Oh. Uh, well, I was just watching the weightlifting, so I'm feeling a bit... <sighs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hello to our listeners for a start because i don't know if you just want to gloss over the fact that we missed
0: a week <laughs> look it's <laughs> fine there were some issues we're over them now we've moved on i think we're ready to record again just put it all behind us i and think now
1: that the legal proceedings are in have kicked off i think, I think
0: part think... of the proceedings you'll remember demand that we don't talk about what happened <laughs> mm-hmm. well, you
1: would know that but it's not my area of expertise actually... For the listener, well, personally, I was definitely a bit overwhelmed last week. (laughs) There's just a lot going on. And I also had to turn quite a lot of attention to the Olympics because I don't know, frankly, what they'd have done without me. Had I not? Mm -hmm. So we thought this week we would, A, (laughs) apologise. Sorry that we weren't around. B, update you on where we're at with gulp. 19 days to go. Until the Ironman.
2: Less than three weeks,
1: and see what's the word sort of intersperse, intermingle our updates with our thoughts on the Olympics and the bits we've enjoyed, and
0: so that we can call it the Olympic special.
1: Yeah, we love a special. Yeah. I don't know if we can talk about everything you've observed, Charlotte, because <laughs> <laughs> for the listener, Charlotte <laughs> gave me very comprehensive commentaries on. Firstly the men's triathlon didn't you and nice. I?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. we so
1: yeah. probably had 30 to 40 voice messages from you. They were
0: all quite short though to be fair.
1: Depends how you define short. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they were things like, "Oh my god, false start."
1: <laughs> that was it. I really enjoyed it. It was very good. And then to foil her, <laughs> I suggested we have a watch party for the women. women. Can we talk about? Can we just Rewind. Let's just turn back the clock. Oh, we could. We made some commitments two weeks ago now. Do you remember what yours was?
0: Oh, crikey, no. No idea.
1: But I did my homework and I listened again. Mm-hmm. And yours was, well, I'm going to go on a very, very long run.
2: Did I
0: do that? I, I don't even know if I did that I or not. You
1: did do that. You, were, you said you were pleased with yourself because you'd done the full swim distance and that was your aim from the previous week
2: yeah
1: and so your next goal was to do a very very long run but you knew it wasn't going to be a marathon yeah you must have done like a two and a half hour one or something
0: I don't know I m- remember a failed run let me get on the I...
1: Strava no we've discovered we're not very good at searching on Strava <laughs> or we'll go on Garmin
0: yeah Garmin's better. I would help but my phone's charging over there.
1: Oh, it's all right. I've got this. Yes. On the 1st of July, oh huh. doesn't fit with the timings. Well, anyway, you did a 2-hour therapy on the 1st of July. So I don't think that was what you would, I think you did that before you said you were going on a long run.
0: Yeah, I think I tried to go for a long run and it was I had to kind of abandon it a bit because it was just it was just very very uncomfortable. So thanks for reminding me of that. So I haven't really done a long run for a while now.
2: Yeah
0: maybe that's what i'll do this evening oh i did i did i'll tell you what i did a long run after the ride last week but it felt like a long run it's one hour 45 after a five hour bike ride that felt like quite enough thank you very much what was your commitment that you did or didn't do
1: i was going to try your pushing your chest down as if you are pushing down an inflated balloon thing yeah and i tried it in the sea and Mm. all right but i didn't really get I didn't feel like i got anything more from thinking that way. No. i abandoned it a
2: bit. Okay. So we both had... Basically, we, I mean, the commitments are like,
0: you know, I'm going to try this. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah. How are you getting on with swimming, guys? <laughs> swimming
2: is the least of my worries. <laughs> I really feel fine about the swimming. I feel
1: like I've done enough of the swimming. No, I'm not gonna just stop now, obviously. I'm still doing my swim training. Mm-hmm. I what have I done? Big big long swims? Did the four thousand did a four thousand. I missed a four thousand. Whoops. I <laughs> that because I meant to go in the sea in Brighton I got down there and it was it was ridiculous there were these big rollers coming in and I was with my lovely friend Tabitha who was in the show with me in Brighton Mm. and we had this plan to go and have this lovely refreshing swim before we go on stage so we got down there and we're like as we got closer and closer (laughs) (laughs) and then we went in I swam 144 meters in five minutes I looked Mm -hmm. back at the shore and was like I have not gone anywhere <laughs> and I just thought this is a, this is silly I was getting hit round the head by every wave and no one else was in the water as well <laughs> and we came out and this man said to us well done for going in there Did there are signs further down that say don't swim it's really dangerous <laughs> <laughs> oh so I've I have skipped to swim but I don't think I need to worry too much about that swimming's okay how about you?
2: Oh, yeah, my
0: swim was pretty much fine. Yeah, pretty much yeah. nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> I did a, I managed to do a 3.8 kilometer swim in the West Reservoir in my wetsuit a few weeks back. I felt quite pleased with myself about that and thought, right, well, that means I can do it. So that's all good. And then my friend Anna Marie Constantinou was at a party and met a man from Vichy. Okay. <laughs> he wasn't actually from Vichy, he'd, he'd done the Vichy Ironman and he, she must have been chatting about me doing this Ironman and he said to her oh yeah very rarely a wetsuit swim yeah she should really be training without the wetsuit and I was like other people have said that to me but I just refuse to listen to it because it's not very helpful when you look at Ironman Vichy on uh, on youtube and stuff they're always in wetsuits yeah. i reckon that then i've realized that must be some kind of marketing thing where they're kind of like well if we want people to sign up to do it we better make it look like it's a wetsuit swim because people why would anybody want to swim 3.8 kilometers without a wetsuit on so anyway so i started to obsess a little bit about well i need to now now I need to do 3.6 kilometers in my swimsuit which is not buoyant um so I went to the West Reservoir with the intention of going for a swim in my swimsuit. But it was quite chilly. It was 23 degrees. 23 degrees isn't that warm. No, so I, And I thought, actually, I'm really tired. And I want to do a long-distance swim rather than just freak myself out. So I did a wetsuit swim with my fins as well. Because I just thought, I want to do the 4,000 meters that's in the program. So I did that. I got walloped twice over the head by two different gentlemen. The first one...
1: The Timmy Mallet.
0: No. <laughs> he didn't wallop me with a nice inflatable ha- plastic hammer, wallop me with his fist. So the first one, as I was going around a boy, which we'd learnt during the Olympics, is a stress point on okay. the, yeah. on the course and where you are most likely to lose an eyeball or other important body part I was going around the boy and he just walloped me on the head it was like it was like a like whack-a-mole <laughs> and I was underneath the water when he did it so he came back up and just kind of like what the heck he just looked he just looked at me and went sorry and I was still kind of in shock like I've just been assaulted for no reason anyway he just looked at me again just really blank face and just went, sorry and then just swam off so right so I was kind of next time I when I wasn't thinking if anyone does that again I'm going to but next time I was more prepared for it so the next chap who walloped me over the head I said oi (laughs) and he he just kept on swimming so I swam fast to catch up to him and then I said oi just hit me on the head oi just hit me on the head and he said I'm really sorry I thought you're my friend and I wish I'd said I am not your friend (laughs) I wasn't and I certainly shall not be now but instead I sort of went oh that's that's actually quite a compliment because your friends are quite good swimmers (laughs)
1: I was just going to yeah. say, maybe you are so intimidating that they're like, get done,
0: get <laughs> <laughs> yeah. fast lady, yeah. fast lady in your fins. But I think in some ways it's probably quite good to experience the shock of being whacked in the head by a man when you're swimming because it's quite likely to happen on the Ironman course.
1: Yeah, I think so. And two things on the wetsuit front. One, when I was watching the Tour de France, which I can't say normally, I'm aware of that,
0: Tour de France, innit? Tour de France
1: The thing is, I say tour like an English person, but then I say That's the same, tour
0: Tour de France
1: (laughs) France.
2: Tour de France
1: (laughs) Anyway, when I was watching that
0: Yes Tour, you can just call it the tour
1: tour. When I was watching the tour as I always do first time time ever I noticed that it was quite unseasonably cool And they kept saying how the weather was unseasonably cool.
0: We're not noticed. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) We we haven't had a summer since, like, June the 21st.
1: I'm talking about France, aren't
0: I? Not that far away.
1: yeah. And it's this year. Now, hopefully for us.
0: Oh, I see. I see where you're going. I see where you're going.
1: Although, sometimes when this happens, you then get this mysterious, like, Indian summer heat wave But secondly, I was looking last night at swimskins.
2: Have you looked at them? What is a swimskin? Will it make me go faster? Yes! What is it? Right. Now, we might need to do a bit more
1: research. And if you do some research and find out that I'm wrong, I'm going to cut this out of the podcast. Okay. But my understanding is that it's a um, sort of tri-suit style outfit. So sleeveless. Short. Backless? No. <laughs> <laughs> Got a back. Cal neck
2: with a... <laughs> <laughs> What's that
0: lovely? With a very flattering mid-thigh no. cut. Yeah, and shoulder
1: pads. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, as I understand it, it is a very thin wetsuit type thing that gives you buoyancy but is legal in a <gasps> wetsuit swim.
0: Can I wear seven of them?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they measure that. But I looked on the, I was looking on the Iron Man website at some stuff and it came up and so I started searching for them on Wiggle. Now they're quite expensive, these things tend to be. So I probably won't invest in one, but I did think... You don't need to. That. Well, it'd be really annoying if you then go faster than me because you've bought a swim skin with a motor in the bum.
0: <laughs>
1: <gasps> Am I not allowed to say bum?
0: Redmond will probably cut it out.
1: Okay. Anyway. So those are my thoughts. Brings me almost seamlessly onto my first little question slash observation about the Olympic swimming. Yes. The men no longer wear, <laughs> like, budgie smugglers, do they? they? They all wear shorts.
0: Not for quite some time, I don't think. I don't think since Duncan's been a budgie smuggler in the Olympics.
1: I've not been interested for that long.
0: I bet Redmond cuts out your budgie smuggler as well. You're going to have to come up with another expression
1: just wondering about the aerodynamics of the shorts that they wear because they're like a cycling short Do you
0: not remember that year with torpedo when he was when they wore like a full suit because obviously the more the less friction you have from body parts and the more you can be sucked into this suit right the the faster you're the more aqua dynamic you are and the faster you're going to go
1: well, now I'm wondering then, why they abandoned the
0: suit. Because if you listen to the Science of Sport podcast, it goes into all of this, but it, it effectively gave whoever was sponsored by the manufacturer of those suits, and they were patented, I think, to, I think Speedo, but I might be wrong, gave them an advantage over all the others. And it was just, it was smashing all the world records. And so it was less about, are you a good swimmer? And it was just how technically good is your suit? Right. And so I think... They just kind of bring it back down to basics. And I'm guessing also for viewing figures, let's be honest, some people don't watch the swimming just because they're very interested in the swim time. It's interesting that you've commented on what the men were wearing though, isn't it? All <laughs> the women wearing, Grace?
1: <laughs> no, I didn't catch any women swimming. It's
0: because they're too fast.
1: <laughs> I realised how that sounded when I said <laughs> it. <laughs> the other thing I liked about the swimming was... The
0: men in their shorts. <laughs> <laughs> You've mentioned that. You seem to have got stuck.
1: <laughs> I'm
0: buffering. Reset yourself. On. Yeah.
1: Was Adam Peasey talking about when they got silver in the men's... <sighs> I'm sorry. Medley? Medley. But hundred? Hmm. is it 100 metre medley or 50 metre medley? Well, no, it has to be 100. Otherwise, they get stuck.
0: They get stuck <laughs> at the wrong end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you go. You go. Go ahead. Pin.
1: Underneath medley. And they got a silver and then they interviewed him. And I just thought he came across so well as an athlete because they said, He's a lovely man. You must be pleased with that. He said, No. But he wasn't grumpy. He wasn't sulky. He just went, No, we aren't interested in bronze and silvers. We want to know what it takes to, to get gold. And we will watch uh, until we work out how to get gold. And it wasn't, but it wasn't the fact that he wasn't, I've seen people being really pleased about their silver medals and bronze medals, and that's brilliant, but I think they've reached such a pinnacle that they're kind of like, that's our focus now, is how to do, but he also wasn't saying, we should have got that, he was saying, like, we've got to work to work out how we get that. Yeah. I just enjoyed that, thought it was nice.
0: I, I, was, I was actually thinking of, okay, is it Tom Dean? I can't remember, but one of them gave up his. Pla- I don't know how this works, but gave up a place in one of the individual races so that he could race in the mixed relay. And then they got gold in the in the mixed relay. And I just thought that is such sportsmanship to kind of say I'm going to give up my chance for individual greatness and standing on the podium on my own yeah. for the greater good of the team. It was like one of those really heartwarming moments. I wouldn't do that. I <laughs> know you wouldn't. <laughs> In the triathlon event, what I noticed was that the men certainly all had their goggles on underneath their hats. Yes. You could still see out of the eye bits, but I just mean that the straps were underneath the rubber hats.
1: But when we watched the women, they didn't do that.
0: I think it's because the men are perhaps slightly more aggressive and so you're more likely to get your goggle elastic pinged.
2: (laughs) I
0: don't know but there must be some reason for it and then my other reflection was I thought it was absolutely hilarious that they make them swim a thousand meters so you do the thousand meter course and then you have to get back on the pontoon and then you have to run across the pontoon without falling over which just seems like an excellent like alcoholics party game and then jump back in I just think it's so ridiculous why do they make them do that
1: have you googled why they do it
0: no, because I don't even know what to put into Google. Okay. But the commentators don't tell you why they do that. But it's very common. I've seen it before. I think I've seen it in World Championships as well. But it just seems harsh. Like you're just getting into the, into the zone of it. And you've got to get out, use your legs in a different way, and then jump back in. It just looks really I mean, silly.
1: Absolutely bonkers, isn't it?
0: And I think they should add in an element there. Like you have to eat a cheese bun or something, or you have to turn your hat around the other way or something. <laughs> Just to make it a little bit more entertaining.
1: You're absolutely right. It's really hard to look up.
0: What would you even Google? Why did they
1: Googled. Why, why did in go Olympic triathlon do they get out and get back in again for the swimming? <laughs>
0: the other thing I learnt was that if you didn't put your hat in the bucket properly you got a 15 second penalty so there was some American guy who had to stand in the box of shame for 15 seconds because he didn't put his hat in the box properly and I just think that's like a brilliant like parent kind of like you didn't put your hat tidily away so now you must stand in the box for 15 seconds
1: yeah I agree find out an answer about this swim thing so can I ask our listeners to inform us any of I mean either by email we'll give you email at the end of the show but a lot of you interact with us on instagram so at try underscore oomph let us know why they get out in the middle of the swim and then get back in again like lemmings thank you the bike should we guess on the bike yeah let's have a cycle ride so a little update from you where are you at with cycling
0: I did. I managed to go on a nice long ride. I've done a couple of rides, but I did a proper like hilly Surrey Hills ride last weekend with AMC, which was good. I had several failures. I've had, I've suffered a couple of SUSLs recently. Oh yeah. One on my way to Reading, I dropped my banana.
1: We do need to remind people because they might not have listened to that episode.
0: Sudden unexpected snack loss.
1: We do cover it in a previous episode, probably the fails one. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I had to go back and get my banana. That was on a bridle path. I risk assessed it that it was fine. But the other one was on Isha High Street in quite a lot of traffic. And I dropped my favorite food item, which uh, anything else, I probably wouldn't have gone back for it. But it was a hot cross bun. It was the whole thing as well. So I (laughs) had to get off my bike and do like a full, like, nobody move. (laughs) Like as if a small child was out in the middle of the road. like And just kind of clipping back in my cleats. And then swooping down, picking it up. <laughs> Meanwhile, AMC was just ahead, like, looking back, going, what? she already thought I was a Muppet, because by the time I got to meet her at Richmond Park, I'd scattered the whole of my puncture repair kit <laughs> across London, North London on my way there by having left my back door open on my saddlebag. So I've lost an expensive... The only thing that remained was a canister, which I would have thought would be the first thing to drop out. But I lost an inner tube, a multi-tool and the little thing that you deploy the air canister with, and my tyre levers, all gone. All a gift to the people of London.
2: I just
1: love it, because it makes me think of Hansel and Gretel, that you're leaving (laughs) with some trails. My cycling is um, probably the biggest slump that I've had in recent times.
2: I just feel, as you know, I had a
1: bit of a panic
0: (laughs) this week. I
2: can't do it. I can't do it. I'm too slow. I've missed
1: a training ride. I can't do it.
0: You know what I was thinking today, actually, sorry to interrupt, but what, what something I was thinking today was you and I are quite good at not having our slumps at the same time like I had a massive swim kind of like I can't honestly I don't think I can do it I don't think this is stupid I'm gonna drown I'm not gonna make it and <laughs> you were there kind of like no you'll be fine and blah blah and like really supportive and really encouraging and then I lost my mojo for a while and then it came back and all the while you were like it'll be fine you'll be fine you'll be fine and now you're having a big cycling slump and I'm like I'm back on it I'm good
1: <laughs> yeah the right things you've been great actually saying actually which is very surprising <laughs> yeah and like me Saying you know you've done enough riding, it made me look back over how much training I've done, and I mustn't forget that I've been training for this for eighteen months. <laughs> I know yeah. I ramped it up in in the last six, but I've had it in my head for that whole time because of lockdown and the ums and ers about whether we are going and things like that. So it's been an awfully long time coming, and I have put in a lot of kilometres for somebody who'd never ridden before. So. I I just need to pace myself. So I went for a ride with Rowan today and I did feel much better after I'd done it So I just thought I'm back on the bike very very literally. (laughs) Yeah. We did four hours absolutely whizzed by especially when it just felt like it was snack time all the time. I had it I have something every half an hour and I was just like snack time snack time (laughs) so that made it go real quick. Obviously obviously she was there so that was good to chat to her but she's really nippy. She's ever so fast up the hills. yeah so, And um when I've been riding with her before, I've struggled to keep up but um and I think in in the past most hills she's had to wait for me at the top. Mm-hmm. Um and today I stayed with her on every hill except one. And I just sort of dropped back, I owned it and was like, I'm really not gonna enjoy the rest of the ride if I don't pace myself on this hill. If I try and stay with her, I'm just gonna be so uncomfortable so I just dropped back I wasn't that far behind her and and thought this is how I need to feel on the day I just need to know myself and know what's going to get me through it and then the thought we got back and obviously we'd done 82 kilometers so we've got that and a bit again on the Ironman but the thought of that wasn't dreadful Olympic observations on the bike
0: Oh, I found I found the triathlon course a bit disappointing because... If
1: I hear this one more time. What? <laughs> you moaning about the triathlon course and how boring it was. Oh,
0: for the cycle, psych- I mean, one, it was boring, like the actual setting of it. It was like, I mean, I guess it's got to be quite short, but I'm sorry, you're going to hear it one more time. <laughs> it was just uninspiring for views and stuff.
1: There was a you massive just, transformer in the middle of it. I know that we
0: weren't passed like five times or something. <laughs> I don't understand why they make it lapse. And then you said that you thought like that they're limited on space. I was like, it's the Olympics. Like, show off your country, put it somewhere beautiful. But I think it's, My I think it's.
1: Management perspective. Yeah. <laughs> from management perspective. I felt like it was probably more economical because you could have the same marshals posted around and you're, t- you're closing off traffic for less of the city
0: Mm, not persuaded by that I just thought I just thought it was very boring and uninspiring as a course and very very technical so it slowed everything down so nobody could really get ahead and I know why they did well I'm guessing they do it so that the the real event is you know who's going to be the fastest runner but it's kind of what's the point of having a triathlon if you slow everyone down in the cycling to the point where nobody can really get an advantage so it's just about the run. And so it's just how tired are you after the bike that you can do the run. But the Georgia Taylor Brown in the oh,
1: GTS exclamation mark.
0: Inspirational. What a woman. What a woman.
1: And it wasn't just the fact that she got over so anyone who hasn't seen it, she um, you you say what happened to her because I'm such a bad cyclist I can't even summarise what happens to someone else. She
0: got a she got a puncture in the last few kilometres and then she rode on a flat rear wheel. Which if you've ever ridden on a flat tire, even when it's lost a little bit of pressure, it's tough. But if it's properly going flat, it's just it's like towing a bag of concrete. It's just not fun at all. So the fact she did that, the lactic acid in her legs must have been immense, and then just set off on the run and smiled. That's for most of the saying,
1: run I was going to say the most incredible thing was just her lovely she just has a seems to have a lovely manner and lovely air about her and just this kind of appreciative smile that actually she's, mm. she's doing her thing she's doing well it was lovely yeah. to see her come in
2: second yeah she did really well
1: yeah I've realised at this juncture so as I say 19 days away from the Ironman that drafting is a good idea when you're cycling <laughs> so I don't know could if... I that? <laughs> for the cyclists among you you know if you haven't thought about it yet give it a go
0: yeah I don't know why they make it illegal in some races I mean it barely gives you any kind of advantage
1: is it illegal in ours by the way
0: uh good thing to check
1: (laughs) yeah I can't remember if I've checked well obviously I haven't checked I can't remember if I've checked or not I can't remember if I've read it and forgotten or if it's not in it might be in that race pack that is
0: yeah, read the race pack. Do you remember what that, that's another damn bing and bingo
1: It's not out yet, so Oh right, okay. Yeah Then you
0: can be the game. I checked this.
1: It might be out now, but if it's out now it only came out today. So yeah, so drafting, that's good. And tri bars. I think we're both enjoying oh, yeah. the bar experience.
0: Definitely. And and how quickly they got on them in the Olympics.
1: Mm. Yeah, we both were like, Oh, straight down, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I love them, actually. And I, I always get the little, the fear just as I'm going on to them. Do you get that? Yeah. Go, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then as soon as I'm on them, I feel absolutely fine. I'm much more adept now at changing my position from drops to, what do we call them? Horns? Hoods? Hoods. <laughs> we can't decide, can we? Hoods. The hoods.
0: They called the hoods.
1: The hoods. I like to call them the horns.
0: <laughs> I sometimes call them the hubs. Yeah.
1: I don't know why. So drops, hoods. Dry bars and like sort of mixing it up, and so much more confident on that. Great, right. good. So running, then
0: I really enjoyed a like hour-long run the other week, and it it gave me all my endorphins just came kind of flooding back. With a it was a zone two, fifteen minutes, and then it was a zone four eight minutes with a minute off or whatever it was and then so four times eight minutes and I was kind of I wasn't really looking forward to it and we talked about it afterwards I said the stages of running that you go through so out the front door and you're like yes I've done it out the front door go me and then first two or three minutes oh my god (gasps) I don't what am I doing and then and then you kind of settle into like, oh this is fine, I can do this. But in your head, you go, know, you know, you've got these pieces coming up and you're thinking, oh, I don't want to do the pieces. Zone I don't like zone four. It's going to be difficult and it's going to hurt a bit. And then you do your first eight minutes in zone four and you're like, oh, it wasn't so bad actually. I don't think a minute's gonna be long enough to really like recover, but okay, and then you get going again. And you're like, oh this isn't so bad actually, I can do this. And then you have your minutes off in the middle, and then you're like, oh my god, I'm more than halfway through. And then you keep going, and you just, it just sort of gets exponentially better as you keep going to the point where when you get home, you're like, I feel amazing. And then I was listening to one of the Science of Sport podcasts and talk about motivation, and how, how important it is to finish high. Well, one, there's that fix it to win it thing, which I, I, I think I live my life by. But also the, that feeling when you, when you try and always end high so that you, you're not. You're not collapsing on your doorstep, going, "Oh my god, I can't go another step." You're actually at your doorstep, going, "Yeah, I rocked it. I like, I'm really pleased with myself."
1: Oh, well, that's interesting because I was going to add in another stage because I do, I do always do a little bit of a sprint finish on any run, just oh. in the last two minutes, minute. And so, but I don't finish on a low. I still feel strong, but I yeah. do get myself to the point where I'm like, "Oh, I couldn't keep that up for more than
0: yeah." I mean, but that's fine I think as long as there's, there's dog tired isn't there where you get to the front door and you're like you know you're really suffering and you're feeling depleted and all the rest of it yeah. and then there's yeah you're like and that can be exhausting it's a fine line isn't it between the two
1: yeah I think it might have been the Science of Sport podcast that were talking about this it was linked to the Olympics and they're just talking about form for the runners and they're just saying you can you can look into all these small adjustments that you make to running form
2: Mm.
1: at a professional level but actually an amateur level and especially endurance over distance those little things aren't going to make the difference they're not so important i just thought it was interesting
0: i listened to one where it's talking about the data you receive through your your wearable tech so the Garmin watch and stuff and how you if you're not reading that in context you can yeah you can do stuff wrong so and I was literally listening to the podcast as I was looking at my vertical ratio going how can I get this down to the point where I was doing these sort of weird skulky kind of strides (laughs) trying not to move trying to keep my heart rate monitor on a plateau while sort of (laughs) stretching my legs out like some weird style (laughs) and then I was like oh yeah this is stupid just keep I've not I've so far very very fortunate not to have suffered a running injury yeah. like a running injury sustained over time you know I've twisted an ankle here and there and so why why change it like right. it's not it's
1: yeah
0: it works for me so and you know Paula Radcliffe always was always known for having that weird head wobble yeah and she was always told by coaches you need to eliminate that because that's slowing you down and also you just look a bit daft but she was like no it works I'm pretty fast tell you what if you can catch me I'll stop wobbling
2: my head
1: yeah but it's just interesting because you when we were watching the triathlon the women's triathlon together you were Mm. saying some of this form is really fashionable like there's a lot of swing here or there's a lot there's a really funny style yeah and that's what made me think about it like actually if you've got something that works for you how important is it that you a textbook and the other thing mm-hmm. about running I've noticed in the Olympics is I just hadn't really thought about before the strategy oh my goodness I mean the, you know the fact that you run on the, the track when you have the pack and the speed of the mm-hmm. pack and yeah how that sort of adapts to the fastest and slowest runners and yeah oh, it's just fascinating and then when you make your move and the fact that you know you could be you could want to set off with I knew it's obvious, but it's just only just really captured my interest.
0: Well, you could, I, I've always thought you could, like in the 1500 metres, yeah. you could all have an agreement on the start line where you yeah. go, do we just like take it really easy for like the yeah. first 1200 and then sprint the last 300, yeah? And you all just go in this kind of like, you just walk the yeah. first <laughs> 1200 and then just go Nya! at the yeah. last bit. Because it would be like, oh, it would just, just be so much easier, won't it?
1: Yeah, sure. <laughs> I watched Keely, Hodge, Keely Hodgkinson, who just got her silver today in the eighties. Oh. She's 19. She's Imagine absolutely that. lovely as well, and just her reactions to it, just really gorgeous to watch. You know, that one, like, I can't believe it, I've done it. And so she was. Um, it was one of her heats that I was just watching and it was the fact that she just sat there and sat there and then just knew exactly when to go. She actually yeah. smashed it in this heat. Oh, it's just just interesting. So look, now I have mentioned strategy. I want to just revisit my thoughts about... Sorry, did you want to say something else?
0: I wanted to say, my other, sorry, another reflection on yeah, the on. Triathlon Olympics. What I found really refreshing, and I'm sorry if this should go in a different area, but I'm going to say it here, was that none of the transitions were that smooth <laughs> it was quite because I was expecting like right I'm gonna watch this I'm gonna see how they absolutely yeah. nailed it's like oh oh that's oh that nearly oh you nearly like there was got like bunny hops onto the <laughs> onto the bike there's kind of like getting off the bike running with the bike with the bike like bouncing up in the air because the shoes were getting caught on the on the pontoon and stuff it was like it's very amazing.
1: briefly revisiting sort of strategy. I just keep thinking, I'm really excited about the swim for the Ironman, as you know. Yeah, you, men-
0: you have mentioned that.
1: <laughs> I don't find any of it, I don't find it too, too tiring. I love it. I just love it. I'm looking forward to it. I love
0: it. I but
2: once you. once I've
1: done that, we well, know it could all go wrong, I'll probably, <laughs> can you imagine?
2: I just Especially went, when I've got oh, my okay. new swim skins.
1: <laughs> yeah. So then I get out from the swim, and then I'm like, well, I've done all this training. I might as well get on the bike and see how far I can go. And
2: then mm-hmm. Like,
1: I'm gonna get as far as I did. Okay, this is all without the caveats of, as we as we often say, like tornadoes, yeah, <laughs> earthquakes, volcanoes, yeah,
0: global pandemic,
1: yeah, whatever. But then I'm, I'm pretty confident I'm gonna get as far as I got today because that's pretty easy, 80, 90 k. So they mm-hmm. might be like. Oh, Done that, it's like half of it. i just carry on, see if I can do the mm-hmm. whole thing. Well, then I'm into the run, and then I'm like, Well, now I've only got the run left, so I might as well just settle into a pace I can do and just get to the end of the run.
0: It's a very reluctant approach, like, I may as well. You're going for the swim and you'll do the other bits because you just met, I there as well. It's yeah. an interesting approach to a pre discipline. There's
2: <laughs>
1: absolutely no sort of there's no hunger to kind of compete against myself or anything it's just we're
0: right. well, basically going that. for a nice swim yeah <laughs> may as well
1: <laughs> oh, it'll be you know interesting I'm doing everyone else a favor if i do that's the other thing as well i treat it like it's something yeah. that someone's forced me into an absolute Luxury to be able to do this to be able to pay to enter and have all this kit
0: but that's why I think a lot of people do it for charity because then you do have that kind of like oh so many people have sponsored me and it's for a greater cause
1: yeah my cause is just smoking hot bod which we discussed previously which is a lot again I'm waiting on that <laughs> 19 days to go and I'm really thinking hello it's going to be
0: like Popeye on 22nd of August you <laughs> oh, bing oh, bing <laughs> washboard stomach (laughs) i've always thought that i would do very well in the military because i'm if somebody says charlotte do this and they say it with enough authority and i've got a, a basic level of respect for them or i've got no reason to not respect them i'll do it and i treat the iron man very much like that i don't feel like i have any agency in it or any choice in it I have to swim the 3.8 kilometers. I have to then get out of the water and get on my bike. There's no conscious thought going on or any decision-making. This is just what's going to happen. There's no point at which I can get off the bike. It is 180 kilometers to the point where if I got back to the transition zone and my Garmin said 179, I'd be thinking, what, what? can I have to do another lap? <laughs> like, I can't get off now. It's weird because the thing that motivates me is the feeling that I don't have any choice in the matter.
1: Let's go into the transition area. Now, you briefly, you were briefly in transition a short while ago.
0: I've already been here. Yeah. I've been here. I've put my hat in the right box. (laughs) I've got, got my hat on.
1: I wanted to talk about, I just wanted it to be an opportunity for us to talk about any other stuff that we've watched in the Olympics and covering off other sports in the Olympics.
2: I really enjoyed the women's hockey. Mm-hmm. I watched their match, I guess it's just like a heat.
1: Or oh, no, it would have been a quarter final yesterday mm-hmm. and they had a penalty shootout. Apart from the fact that it just brought back memories of my hockey playing days, which was quite nice, just quite mm-hmm. sentimental. Um it was really exciting to watch because they say that Maddie Hinch, who's the goalie for g b is the best goalie in the world oh wow and i'm I'm always a bit interested in goalkeeping in sports that require a goalkeeper because it's just so different from what everyone else is doing, and it just fascinates me to think what take what makes a goalie now I was quite often put in goal in hockey, but I think that's just because they wanted me out of the way. <laughs> with a lot of padding around me so that they didn't have insurance claims to make. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I really hated doing it, but I was interested to see what was so good. But she was excellent. It was like her reaction times and just her, the way she could read the players coming at her in the penalty shootout just seemed to be really impressive to me. So
0: I also used to get put in goal quite a lot in hockey. And I thought it was just because I was quite big and the hockey goal is quite small. Mm -hmm. And so the sort of Yeah, statistically, less likely to get a hockey ball past a big object into a small object. Why don't they just get, like, sumo wrestlers to be hockey goalkeepers? (laughs) There must be some rule against it, because why wouldn't they just do that? If you just cover the whole goal.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I do see what you mean. (laughs) I also really enjoyed the high jump. Did
0: you see that? Oh, yeah. I was going to say that. I I didn't watch it, but I've watched it I've, like everybody else has. I've found it on YouTube and watched yeah. it later.
1: Yeah, just lovely. Just again, but do you know what's the the, the reason these are stuck in my mind as highlights is the players or the competitors' reactions. If yeah. they are, you know, they are sort of people that are grateful for doing what they do and they are proud of their own success and they're... You know, pleased for the country and for the sport and everything. It comes across, I think, in the the way that they react to their medals, and it's it's just so wonderful, very, very inspirational.
0: And I did like the triathlon mixed relay as well for the same reason.
1: Have you seen any of the awkward moments, the difficult moments, the slumps that people have? Did you see the boxer who staged the sit down?
0: I saw, yeah, I did see the French man. I saw the roundup after you told me to watch it. That was quite silly. It's kind of the opposite, isn't it? Where you're kind of, you know, you lose track of what you're doing the sport for and you, you end up, I don't know. I mean, the one thing I think you have to do with sport is agree. I mean, I can't stand arguing with referees and stuff. I just think, you no, know, they're just doing the best they can. Unless you really think they are biased against you. You just, yeah. You I mean, I'm, I'm probably way too easy to, roll over and just go yeah yeah okay fine
1: yeah me too i think we've exhausted our very scant- comprehensive
0: <laughs> okay in-depth analysis
1: of the olympics mm-hmm. um obviously it's not over yet we should just say whenever you're listening to this for us we're on day 11 i don't know how many days there are for you
0: no idea oh, i'm still confused by the fact that it says tokyo 2020 on it every time i look at it i go huh <laughs> wonder they could have got some more posters
1: so next week what are you going to do next week 19 days to
0: go well next week is decision week for me or no this week is decision week for me yeah because it's still or die for whether i actually get to go to vichy or not because
1: i think that's a bit extreme
0: so I'm still training as if I'm doing it, which has been like mentally quite tough and the reason why I lost my mojo for a while. So I, what does that equate to in a commitment? I commit to... Listening if, out
1: to the government announcement. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, constantly updating my Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to commit to keeping on training because I mustn't forget that I'm doing the Bowwood Half in September. Yeah.
1: Sorry, you mentioned it in a previous podcast and i edited it out um that's a half oh. item, isn't it
0: rude yes
1: <laughs> yeah That you have to do just
0: edit out my 70.3 that i'm gonna do i see
1: well I, see. I thought you were pulling focus from the main event when is it please
0: who oh, would do that 12th of september what's yeah. yours
1: but mine is very specifically to focus in now on cycling i feel it is the it's always been my nemesis that's too strong but it's the thing that is holding me back confidence-wise. And we're now into a gentle taper, gradual taper, and then that will get less gradual <laughs> and suddenly be a taper. So I don't mm-hmm. have many sessions left to get my miles up, to really get experience on hills and that kind of thing. So I, But I think what I really want to do is every time I'm on the bike, really focus in. I think I kept saying focus, but I think more accurately, it's actually just prioritising my bike sessions making mm-hmm. sure that I do them I'm really smart about them that I, I do what's in the program I do it to the letter I pace myself properly so that I get that feeling back of being in control of my ride and I feel like that's what I've lost yeah. a bit I've gone into a place where I'm kind of like oh we're getting close let's just see if I can push for a little bit of a higher split because that will make me feel more confident on the day but actually I don't need it based on what I've no. got I will come in on time it will be tight but i'll come in what's on time. the cut
0: off for the bike
2: well it's
1: nine hours ten
0: you'll 10. definitely do that i'll uh, definitely you'll definitely do that
1: but if i get out the water where i'm predicted at the moment to get out of the water i'll afford myself almost another hour on the bike
0: you should get out at the same place that you get in because i think that's where you're like don't get out a different part of the lake
1: but that would give me an extra hour which is loads of time on the bike I really wow. then have loads of time but the
0: Blah, blah, um, that blah, might blah. not
1: happen, and also um, you have. There, I've said nine hours, ten, but there are cut-offs along the way, so you have to be sort of making decent time to start with.
0: Yeah, oh, I didn't know keep that.
1: Yourself with everything to do. Yeah, I've got a list of them. You can start I'll sit them.
0: on the side of the road and have a little pepper army and a yeah, snack. Yeah, kind of go. Warm. Well, I'll
1: make it up in the next. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Be, you've got care. to be on track. So. Um, right. So anyway,
2: prioritizing and um, mental focus on the bike. This like, my commitment is
0: i think cause i i've just got to be realistic so if i try and overdo it i won't make it so i'm afraid it's just going to be sticking to the training plan again because it's actually my greatest achievement in a week
1: if you would like to contact us send us an email at triumph at gmail.com
0: or you can contact us via Instagram where we can be found on the handle try underscore oomph
1: okay well thank you very much for your time
0: okay love you bye love you bye